Hey there, friends. It's Nick. So it's probably good that I think that I'm off for a couple of weeks because right now playing out in front of us, certainly here in the UK, is this very British kind of psychodrama. And once again, we have, <laughs> we have the Conservative Party electing a new leader. But of course, it's not just a leader of the Conservative Party. It's a new prime minister for the country. And this is one of those situations, we've had a few of these in my life where we're actually the leader of the, of the country is being elected by actually a, a handful of people. In the first instance, I think there are, there are 11 MPs standing right now for this, this post. And over the next couple of weeks, they'll get whittled down to two, but, and that's just by the MPs, the people who sit in the houses of parliament. And then after that, those two will go out to the, the conservative party membership. And I'm not sure, sure how many, what, you know, how many there are. Conservative Party members, but it's not that many as a proportion of the population of the United Kingdom. I do know that. And there's a weird thing, I think. Do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Grey's Anatomy. Wendy and I watch Grey's Anatomy and have done for however many years it's been on, a thousand. And there are moments in every season where, of course, the doctors and the surgeons are in the operating theatre, in the show, obviously, and something goes wrong that they lose the patient and it's, it's all, you know, drama and conflict and, and what have you. And we turn to each other, Wendy and I, at that point, and we always say, there's no amount of money that would convince me to put, to take on that responsibility, to take on the responsibility of someone else's life. And there's kind of a meta theme in Grey's Anatomy about the, the kind of the insane sort of egos of, of surgeons. But it also, it also seems to me, I mean, I can understand why people want to be politicians and, and change things because you know, there's a lot of good people who want to make changes in the world, but to have that kind of insane self-confidence <laughs> to say, yeah, I want to be the leader of a country. I, I find that it's a bit like a reverse Groucho Marx, you know, Marx never wanted to be a a member of a club that would have him. And I'm not sure that you should actually elect anyone who thinks they, they should be the leader of a country, but I digress slightly because what they're all doing, of course, and when I say it's a psychodrama, I'm saying that because what happens is that when politicians are fighting each other or standing against each other, these colleagues, these people who work together, you know, it becomes, it does become a fight. It becomes that kind of conflict and all of a sudden. I mean, you can say the Conservative Party, you know, covers quite a broad church, and that is true. I guess it's true of all political parties, really, but it's certainly true of the Tories. And you have people on the right and people in the middle and people on the left of the right and all this kind of thing, and they're fighting. And right now they are telling stories about what will happen. This is what will happen if I'm elected, and this is what will happen if this other, these other people, all the others, are elected. But what's interesting about the stories for me is that they are the stories that, that differ between what people want and what they need. And the, the narrative at the moment is very much about tax cuts because life is hard for a lot of us at the moment, a lot of people at the moment for various reasons. Yeah, we've got the pandemic, we've got the kind of the, the global economic situation caused by the pandemic. We've got the war in Ukraine, which is driving food, food prices high. And you know, there's all kinds of things, energy prices massively through the roof in the UK. There's all kinds of things that are making things difficult. And what we all want is to say, ah, do you know what? 
these guys in before, they, they've made a mistake. They've been putting up taxes. They've been taking too much of your money. What we need to do is give you back more of your money. And that's a very, obviously that's a very conservative idea that, that people should take personal responsibility. And I'm a big believer in personal responsibility. I've mentioned that before. It's one of my core values. But there's a narrative about tax breaks and a lot of the candidates at the moment are using that, that kind of narrative to say, we've, we've gone too far. We've, we've made a mistake. We need to go back. We need to give more money back, but they're not talking about the cost, what the cost will be. And of course, you know, we know as grownups, we know that, yeah, sometimes you, you do something because the work or the effort or the sacrifice to do that thing is more than borne out by the advantages it gives you. But there's plenty of times as well where we see, we see this in politics a lot, you know, the politician can somehow magically promise something new without taking away something that already exists. And I think the interesting thing for me is, and again, I'm not going to have a vote in this, like most people in the UK, I'm not going to have a vote in this particular election, but the question is whether the MPs and then the, the members of the conservative party, whether they vote for the thing that, that we need, which I would argue is probably a long-term, a longer-term vision than just the next two years, just who can get you elected in a couple of years time, re-elected, I should say, or whether they vote for what people want, which is, we all want to hear stories about magical money trees and rainbows and unicorns. And, you know, arguably we might say that, um, that the people who think they can run a country are somehow <laughs> possibly in some way psychopathic, but we might also say that the, the, the voters who continually vote people who promise what they want rather than what they need, you know, we're also partly to blame. And I'm really hoping that there's, um, some grown-ups in the room because stories can be so powerful that we, you know, we know this, we sometimes need to take a step back and look at the underlying logic because we're all capable of telling ourselves a story that, that feels good in the moment but actually does us more harm than good over time. Anyway, that's the last thing I'm going to say about this election until at least until I'm back from my holiday. Thanks for listening. Remember that your story means business. And if you want to dig deeper into the stuff that I do, search online for stories.business. Bye now.